On the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, declared a year of St. Joseph. On this most solemn feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Pope Francis declared a year of St. Joseph. A year of a particular mystery or saint is not something new or even something that's not necessarily frequent in the church. In the last 10 years or so, we've had a year of St. Paul, we had a year of faith, a year of mercy. It's a way of the Holy Father challenging and encouraging the church to meditate upon the particular life of the saint or a particular mystery of our faith. And so as a people, we are called to spend this year meditating upon the life, the intercession of St. Joseph. Now, admittedly, this is going to be difficult because there is nothing in the Scriptures that St. Joseph ever says, only what he does. But so we are called to go to Joseph. And on this most solemn night of the year where we celebrate God becoming flesh, even our gospel turns us to St. Joseph. The genealogy of the gospel presented in Matthew here is that of Joseph. The story of the conception of our Lord in the, in the womb of his mother is given through the perspective of Saint Joseph. In the book of Genesis, there is a great story. We, we, we're all familiar with this, right? That Joseph, the son of Jacob, goes to Egypt. He is, he is sold into slavery and he rises up the ranks and he has this dream where it's going to be a famine, and so he starts saving all of these supplies. And then when the famine, of course, strikes, Pharaoh says to the people, go to Joseph. In Latin, ite ad Joseph. Go to Joseph. And just like that, we are called to go, not to the Joseph of the Old Testament, but to St. Joseph, the carpenter from Nazareth, to look at his life. And what was his life like? Well, we see in this gospel that his family was messed up, man. His family had some problems. The best in his line of family, we could say, is, is King David, who was a murderer and an adulterer. That's the height of his line. We hear the Babylonian exile. His family was responsible for that. Such was their fall from grace. Such was their pity, in a way, that Joseph himself was a simple, humble carpenter, born of this royal line, the line that we heard in Sunday's Gospel that will never end. And yet his family is in shambles. Not only that, but in his moment of greatest need with his family, with his wife, we remember from the Gospels, we know that he and his wife Mary have nowhere to go. And the birth of the Lord, the most important moment in human history, took place in a stable because Joseph and Mary had nowhere to go. They were isolated and alone on that most solemn and holy night. Not only that was he abandoned by his family, but imagine being, and we'll celebrate this on Sunday, the Feast of the Holy Family, imagine being Joseph in this family. Your son is God. Your wife is perfect. St. Joseph was in a situation 
as an imperfect man to receive the Lord, to love his wife and to love his child. What a difficult position he was put in. And if we think about it, the semantics of childbirth, but just the two of them, the first person to see God made flesh was St. Joseph. Not only was his family messed up, and not only did he have those pressures, but he was also a carpenter. He had to earn his living through the sweat of the brow and work of his hands. It was arduous work. It was probably not consistent work either. So he wasn't a rich man. He sometimes had to go in want and in need. Not only that, but in his day, the government and his life in that world would have been in shambles. You have the Jewish ruling class, you have Herod and his brothers, you have the Romans overlords. There was political division and tension everywhere he went. And so when we go to Joseph, we see the blessings absolutely in his life. But through our 2020 lens, I see a lot of stress and tension and burden in his life. To have all of that responsibility and pressure. To be that man. To have those responsibilities. To feel weighed down. When we go to Joseph, we cannot help but see ourselves in the midst of this. Trying to find Jesus in the midst of what can only be described as a difficult year. Trying to see him through the stress, the tension, the difficulties, the isolation, the separation, the loneliness, the fear. We go with Joseph. And yet, this is exactly when God reveals himself fully to Joseph. Not when he is at the mountaintop and feeling like the king of the world, but when he's feeling gutted and betrayed, when he's hurting like he's never hurt before, because the woman that he loves has a child and it's not his. It is exactly in that moment that God comes into Joseph's life. It is exactly in this moment and those moments of fear, of tension, of pain, of isolation, of stress beyond all telling, it is precisely in those moments and for those moments that God became a human being. So that we are never alone. So that we are never without hope, without joy, without peace. Think of all of the burden and the stress and the pressure melting away as Joseph held his Lord, our Lord. When we walk with Joseph, when we look at our own life and our struggles and our family issues and our struggles with jobs and economics and political divisions, we have a choice. God comes to us. We know this. Jesus is God. He is made flesh tonight and we celebrate it. We have a choice like St. Joseph. Where does that lead us? Does it change anything in your life? For St. Joseph, it changed everything. His entire life became a meditation upon the life of his beloved son. And not only was this his earthly son, although he's not the father of this child, he treats this child like a son. He is the beloved son of his own earthly child. He is loved beyond all measure. 
The grace, the beauty, the power of Jesus is lived in relationship to Joseph. Joseph is loved by the one he loves the best. And so too for us. When we turn to St. Joseph, when we ask him for his help, we are able to cry out with the prophet Isaiah as we heard in the the first reading. No more shall people call you forsaken or your land desolate, but you shall be be called my delight and your land espoused. Just as God through the angel spoke to Joseph in the dream and then came to him in the flesh, so too he does to each and every one of us tonight. The choice, however, is ours. Do we give our life to Christ? Do we strip ourselves of vain pursuits, of pride, of ego, and serve the least among us? Find ourselves by losing ourselves. Live for another. Live and serve others. This is the way of St. Joseph. This is the example for all of us. In this year of St. Joseph, on this most holy night, God comes to us. The fulfillment of human history. And just as He came to Joseph in the flesh 2,000 years ago, He comes to us in the Eucharist. He comes to us through His grace. He offers us Himself. What will you do with that? I invite you to open your hearts in prayer, to ask St. Joseph to intercede on your behalf. St. Joseph, help me to love and to serve Jesus just as you did, with simplicity, with humility, and with constancy, to serve and to love you through the people I meet and encounter, to be a simple and righteous man or woman. Tonight is the greatest night in human history. God becoming one of us. St. Joseph, please intercede on our behalves so that we might be totally transformed and converted like you. So that we might follow on that beautiful, simple path of following Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us.